friends, welcome to Grace Thoughts, the radio ministry of Grace Connection Church with Pastor Tim Kelly. Grace Thoughts has been dedicated to preaching a clear gospel of grace for over 20 years. Here is Pastor Kelly. David wasn't far removed from conquering Saul and hearing tens of thousands of people chanting his not conquering Goliath and hearing tens of thousands of people chanting his name before he found himself hiding in a cave from the king of Israel trying to kill him. Then drooling in front of a Philistine king just to save his own life and acting like he was crazy. So it went from the place of David hearing his name being chanted. Saul has slain thousands, but David has slain tens of thousands. The foaming at the mouth. To save his own life. High mountain. Low valley. Elijah. I'll show you who's boss around here. This guy up on Mount Carmel. You prophets of Baal, you get your best, you get your best, and you get your bowl, and, and you can call your fire down to consume this beast, and you know, watch you all morning. So they cut themselves, and they did everything they could, and of course nothing happened, because God wasn't real. Elijah gets up here, throw a bunch of water over that bull, God. <laughs> then he went down and killed all, four, all 400 prophets of Baal. All 400, he took them all out. Don't know how that happened. I don't know if they just lined up to be killed, but he killed them all. Jezebel didn't like that. She liked her false prophets. So I'm going to kill Elijah. <gasps> Runs for his life. Gets depressed under a juniper tea. I mean, minutes later. Mountaintop to a valley. Hosanna. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. Palm Sunday. Beautiful moment. The Messiah is recognized. Prophecy is fulfilled. He's riding on a, on a donkey. Never before ridden. He comes in Jerusalem and they're playing palms and on the on the road and they're saying, Hosanna, Redeemer, Redeemer, blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. He's our Messiah. Crucify him. Crucify him. Crucify him. He went from the very top to the very lowest. This, what we titled this morning's message, Pain Promotion, eliminates plastic Christianity. It peels the veneer right off the phony. It takes the slogan and the bumper sticker right out of your face. You may use Romans 8.28, but you're not gonna, it's not going to be your ping pong ball you use to solve everyone's problem from now on. Oh, brother, all things work together for good. <laughs> you get, yeah, you might just get punched if you say that around somebody really, really low who doesn't care if they repent or not. <laughs> and um, Brother, all things work together for good. Yeah, Try that when you're like the man in the video who just lost his son. He wasn't ready for any slogan. He wasn't ready for any bumper sticker Christianity. Oswald Chambers says this, God never judges men by their brains. He judges them by their hearts. And herein lies this truth that releases really the glory of God. 
in repenting of sin, we rid ourselves of evil. When I turn from sin, I rid myself of evil practices, evil things. But when it comes to the dark night of my soul, I surrender things that I dearly love. And I begin to identify things that truly, subtly as they can be, are in conflict with God. I couldn't learn it, obviously. It took the gut-wrenching. It took the lower of the low. It took the inexplicability. The dark night of the soul is not an issue usually of right or wrong, but it's an issue of the high and low purposes of life. I'll say that again. When we're, when we're talking about this type of trial, it's not usually an issue of right or wrong. It's not me just trying to hang on to some cheap, petty sin that should be given up. It's after the, the highs and the lows of my purpose for living. Why am I alive? Why do I really serve God? Why do I really have Christian ministry? Why do I really do what I do? Why do I say and confess what I confess? Is Jesus really my all in all? Is he my life? Well, this may be a part of it. Does he engulf everything about me? Or is he just one chapter in a thing I call me? One portion. You never address those, you never address those issues till a dark night of the soul. Trials bring a spiritual awakening. Spiritual awakening means that, and this is a quote, that the faith will become fiery. The decent become dynamic. And the acceptable become excellent. But most of all, same quote, we become disgusted with our evil, and I love the sentence, and totally dissatisfied with our good. I just become dissatisfied with my plastic Christian life. I become dissatisfied with all maybe the good things that I do that doesn't come from a heart that's broken and yielded. It's the dark night of the soul that makes us realize it's time to pull out the stops. There's nothing really, no human program that's sacred, no worthy project is worth enough. Reminds me of the woman with this expensive ointment. That was about a year's salary. She took the ointment and she broke it and she poured it on, on Jesus' feet. After the dark night of the soul, you realize it doesn't matter how expensive the ointment is. It's all worthy to be poured at Jesus' feet. We don't get here easily. And we usually don't get here after one or two years of walking with the Lord. We usually get here after trotting through and plugging through life for a while. When prayers aren't answered and situations spin out of control and the things you never thought could happen, happen. 
events that you never thought would take place take place. And you find that your well-ordered, well-organized, and sometimes well-planned out life is none of the, none of the above any longer. When you thought it was going to be this way, but it became this way. When you thought this was going to happen, but this actually happened. When you thought you'd be here by now, but you're still over here by now. And you say, why? Then you say, well, maybe if this would happen, I would be happy if, if I had this relationship, if I had this economic security, if I had this, this whatever this is, if I had those things in my place, everything would be so good. But after the dark night of the soul, you realize none of that matters. You're left with Jesus. You're just left with Him. God, I don't know really what's going on. I, I, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know why people that are in my life aren't in my life. I don't know why I'm misunderstood. I don't know why this has happened or that has happened or this didn't happen or that did happen. I don't know these things, but this I know. I know you are who you said you are. And I know you have done what you said you have done. And I know your word says, even though I have no experience of this at all, that I am loved and I'm accepted in the beloved. I, and I know those things. So I am going to rest on those things. I'm going to stake my, my mind on those things. My emotions aren't there yet. My feelings are not there yet. But I'm going to stake my mind on those things. The dark night of the soul, my friend, at no other time, this is not my quote, does God express love more than when he allows this time of total emptiness. There's no greater expression of love towards you. When you're at this point, when you have no ideas, and you have no answers, and you have no more strength, and you have no wisdom, and you're dead on the inside, and you just don't understand why God has not allowed these things to happen, there's no more greater demonstration of love towards you from God than at that given moment. You know why? Because he knows you could walk away. He knows that you could, you could just say, forget this and walk the other direction. We have seen people do it. And he risked his children that he loves walking away frustrated and confused. He said, but I'll risk it. I'll risk it. Because if they don't quit and they hang in there, they'll know me better. Our relationship with them will be pure, more profound, real, powerful. And God's taking this, this thing called humanity of mine and put me in this fiery furnace and, and the furnace is so different for everybody and he just burns out the dross, the impurities, the wrong motives and the fake stuff. And what's left is gold. If he has trusted you with that trial, it is because he has great faith in what's inside of you. If he has put you in this straight place, this inexplicable place, this hard place, it's because he sees something in you that is precious, and he's trying to extract it out.
he runs a risk. He runs a risk that you'll throw up your hands and say, forget it. It was easier before I met him. He'll bring you to a point, maybe, where you will even say that. But if you don't quit, you'll come out the other side and you will know that what you have in your soul could get there no other way. And you will know that what now is left over, the residue of the suffering, the residue of this confusion, this, this spiritual gems now that are in you, this, this peace and this strength, this relationship, you'll know that maybe the night is over and the sun may be shining again or maybe it's just peeking up or maybe it's still dusk or a little cloudy. But there's something there that wasn't there before. And there's something there that would never be there in the first place if we didn't go through this dark night. Thank you for listening to Grace Thoughts, a ministry of Grace Connection Church. This is Pastor Kelly. If you live in the Bay Area, we would love to meet you. Our service times are Wednesdays at 7 p.m. and Sunday mornings at 9 and 10.30 a.m. Grace Connection Church is located at 4017 56th Avenue North, St. Petersburg. Or you can call us at 727-565-4674. Again, 727-565-4674. Or visit us on the web at graceconnectionchurch.org. Again, that is graceconnectionchurch.org. We hope we get a chance to meet you. Until then, keep thinking grace thoughts.